Welcome to the Here We Are, So Here We Go podcast with Pastor Mark Holm, helping you to apply faith to your everyday life. Pastor Mark is the senior pastor at the Log Church in Cross Lake, Minnesota, as well as the executive director of Faith at Home Ministries. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Here We Are, So Here We Go podcast. And Today is another day that I just always look forward to anytime I get a chance to talk with my buddy Mark. His name is Mark Smith. And uh, we have sojourned, uh, we've taken this journey together in the faith at home world. We've be, we are just best friends. He's on, my, he's on the board for Faith at Home Ministries, and we're really good friends. We've toured across North Carolina, Carolina together. We've hung out. Um, I just tell you what, and Mark's He's just like me. He's a he's a practical application oriented guy that in his church at first, he was the faith at home champion for his church, establishing kind of a church wide faith at home focus in the church that he served. They had a faith at home center. I mean, just I was always paying attention to what Mark was doing. And Mark was always paying attention to what I was doing. We were always talking to each other about what are you trying next? What are you trying next? What do you think of this? Every time we'd go to a D6 conference or that, we'd always hang out together and, and have you seen this? Have you seen that? And so, but the other thing that Mark, that I really have appreciated about him is also his, his just depth biblically. This, this is a man that just not only uh, studies the word deeply, but just knows it deeply, just has a deep passion for it. I'm also, he's also sets an example in just how he lives his life, always has. I'm always jealous of him every time I hang out with him because he always reminds me that I need to go open the door for my wife every time because every time his wife gets in the vehicle, he always goes over and opens her door first and she she won't go in the car until he opens it. And they just, so they are the perfect couple. I'm kidding. But, uh, but Mark is just one of those guys and I'll never forget, he now works for the North Carolina Baptists. And so instead of me telling you what he does, but so get this, essentially he was championing faith at home in his church. And then uh, the North Carolina Baptists as a, as a denomination uh, for the state of North Carolina, they, they contact, they essentially hired him to start up, if you will, faith at home for the North Carolina Baptists to spread faith at home across all the North Carolina Baptist churches, which there's just a few of, I think if I'm not mistaken, it might be over 800 of them, but I'll let Mark give the accurate number on that. So thank you, my friend, Mark, for being here. And what we're going to be talking about, just so you guys know, eventually we're going to be talking about Home Sweet Dysfunctional Home, which was a book that God put on Mark's heart to write, but then he let me kind of co-author with him and do, so we're going to get into that in a bit. But before, so if you have a dysfunctional home, stay tuned. We're going to have a chance to, to dial into that because uh, that's what today is going to be about. But Mark, first of all, for you, I thank you, my friend, for being here with. And yeah, why don't you tell everyone a little bit now about the work that you do championing faith at home for a whole denomination? What does that look like? What does that mean? And, and even we'll, we'll get into what are some of the tools and resources you guys have created to help families as well. But first of all, just tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your family, and, uh, and the work that you do. Well, first of all, Mark, thank you so very much for allowing me to be a part of the uh, podcast. Um, I so value our friendship. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but I reached out to you probably maybe 10 years or more now, uh, 10 years ago, and um, uh, just was seeking your, just your, your wisdom, your counsel. Uh, I was working on a project at, 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 in seminary, and, uh, and I needed a mentor, and um, 
you stepped right into that. And I, I hardly even asked you to do that, but you did anyway. And I was so grateful. Uh, so anytime I get to hang out with you, Mark, and it's, it's just always a joy. I so appreciate your ministry and just what the, the incredible, and I literally mean this, the incredible way God has used you, is use, using you now, and I just can't wait to see what he's got in store with you in the future. Uh, so I, again, thank you for allowing me to be a part of the podcast. Um, uh, as you were mentioning, I'm the uh, family ministry consultant uh, for the Baptist State Convention. Uh, we, we have a, um, uh, a convention of about 4,200 churches in our, in our state. Um, Holy cow. I wasn't even <laughs> close. I thought it was 800. Are you kidding me? 4,000 churches in one state. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it, it is crazy. And it's a lot of ground to cover. Um, but God uses uh, really the whole convention uh, in just some incredible ways. It's uh, just fun to be a part of that. And just really uh, just cool to just to see God's hand moving in such a variety of ways through the convention. Um, but, um, you know, as you mentioned, uh, I, I came to the, to the convention world uh, from, from being a pastor uh, at a church. I was the family ministry pastor at uh, Lakeview Baptist Church in Hickory, and, and that's really kind of where you and I got our start. And I remember you coming to North Carolina, and we uh, hosted you to do uh, Faith at Home um, uh, there at our church. And when I went to the convention, uh, I actually stole your your title of your ministry and we call it at the, at the Baptist State Convention we call it faith at home <laughs> uh, but we we have added just two more letters NC just so that we can make sure that people know the difference that um, and I'm hoping that other other states will will do the same that they will uh, you know the South Carolina Convention will have faith at home SC and so forth um, so that's that's really kind of where we got started and um, uh, it's been fun the last, actually, I've been working for the convention almost five years now, and uh, we've been able to develop some, uh, quite a number of resources. I've had a lot of help. I have not done it by myself, but um, uh, just in working with churches, just to help them to really reach into the, the families in their congregation, uh, the, the Faith at Home NC ministry, we try to, try to resource the churches so that they could actually resource their parents. Uh, our tagline is equipping church, church ministers, equipping church ministers so that they can equip busy families to be confident disciple makers. That's, that's our goal. And uh, we, we, we have a variety of resources, kind of some I would call, so say 101, if you will. Um, it's called um, uh, One Minute Family Devotion. And that's just something that's just real simple, real easy. It the reason why we call it One Minute Family Devotion is because it takes you one minute to be ready. <laughs> well, I think I can pull off one minute. That's awesome. And, 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 really, and for, really for families who struggle with the prep time or who struggle with really knowing where to get started, that was really what this, this resource was designed for. We started another one called Faith Talks. And, and that one I would say is 201. It's, it's a little deeper. It takes a little, you know, it might take three minutes to get ready for this one. But in each of these different resources, they, uh, we, we supply them with the passage to read, and we supply them also with, um, with conversation starter questions based on the ages of their kids. We have three different levels, um, preschool, elementary school age, and then uh, students, which is middle school and high school. And so supplying the parents with these different types of questions so that really they can, based on the passage, have a spiritual conversation with their kids. Uh, 
We also developed uh, different resources as far as uh, for Easter. We've got one coming, you know, Easter's coming up here before long. And we've, uh, we've it's basically like an advent before, before Easter, kind of like the Christmas advent. We also have a Christmas advent. And they all, all of these resources have that same layout. You've got the passage, you may have some commentary, but you've got those three levels of questions to get some conversation started. And then we, the, the, the other last, probably the last two resources I'll mention is uh, something called Acts 239, Missional Families. And that's really designed um, to help families be missional in their home and also outside their home. And the whole goal in that is, is really focused on Acts 239. Of course, we know what Acts 2 is. That's Peter preaching there at the day of Pentecost and uh, he's sharing with them the gospel. And they ask him, what must we do to be saved? And then he tells them in verse 38, repent and be baptized. And then in verse 39, he says, because this message is for you, your children, and for those afar off. So that, that, that cycle that is for you, your children, and those afar off, those, those three circles is what we call them. Those three circles is what the book is designed around so that uh, this, this, this material is really for moms and dads to dig into, to share it with their children, but then also be, um, uh, be outward focused to their community. And you never know, some of their, the, the children that, they're, uh, having, that they have in their home, they may not know Christ yet. Well, this resource will really help introduce who Jesus is. And probably the last resource I've mentioned is something that we developed to really just kind of be the umbrella to it all. And that's um, reading your Bible with confidence. And again, that's just kind of going back to our, uh, a bit of our, our tagline to our logo, because what I have really found in traveling all throughout this state, and Mark, I know you've, you've seen it too, uh, many families want to do devotions with their kids. They know they're supposed to, but sometimes I think they just lack the confidence. And as a result of that, they just, they, they, they push back or they fill their schedules or they, or they just, they just really find different things to do instead of really engaging their kids with God's word. And so this resource was designed really to be that low hanging fruit to just really help them to just look at God's word from a very simple, here's how you take a verse, here's how you take a passage, and here's how you just read it and wring it out of what God's truth is all about. So where would you, these resources that now you've developed, I know they're available for anyone, not, you don't just have to be in North Carolina and part of the, so how do people access them? Where are they at? Yeah. Uh, if you go to faith at, and, and, and actually this is a little different from uh, Mark's ministry. It's actually the word faith and the word at, so A-T, mm -hmm. nc.org And if you just go to that uh, website, and if you click on the resources, uh, you will see everything that I just mentioned. You it just be a, a few mouse clicks beyond that, really. But one thing you need to know is that everything that um, that we offer is absolutely free. Now you can buy physical copies if you like, and we charge cost for that. And it doesn't matter if you're in North Carolina or not. Uh, our goal is to put it in your hands, and that's that's the bottom line. We want to we want to make things easy for you. Yeah, you and I have always shared that same. That's why I love having you on the board too. We've shared that we're here to serve the church, not sell the church, you know, Absolutely. and we create stuff and make it easy. And uh, so thank you for carrying that same heartbeat too into the work that you're doing there. And and I know it just, what a difference it makes, but that sets up then. Oh, so you've created, <laughs> done a lot of things. 
But boy, oh boy, back in the day, God got a hold of your heart to want to write a book that I remember you kind of, when you sent me the title too, Home Sweet Dysfunctional Home, right away you had me. It's like you had me at hello, right? I mean, that famous line from the movie and you sit there and go, you had me at this title, Home Sweet Dysfunctional Home. All right, let's, what's the backdrop on this? Give us a little bit of a, what, where, what's the heartbeat behind this book and what, what did God put on your heart? Well, and just looking through scripture, you don't have to go too far in God's word to, uh, to really see a full-blown um, family outlined in scripture that looks a lot like our families today. Um, if you just open up the very first book of the Bible, Genesis, <laughs> uh, you see yep. this fellow by the name of Jacob. And Jacob's always been an interesting character to me. Um, uh, just he... Uh, he, he just, I, I resonate with him is maybe a good way of putting it. Um, sure. But when you look at his, his life, the family dynamics, um, the sibling rivalry, the marriage issues, the lying, the cheating, the jealousy, and the favoritism that goes on, how he, and you know, he learned some of this stuff too on the way, but he definitely permeated it in his own life. I mean, he, he just, to me, just is, a, is the definition of, of our 21st century families. <laughs> all, those, yeah. all those things are things that we, <laughs> we actually, we struggle with as well. And so, you know, when, when God just laid that on my heart to just, just be practical with, with the character of, of Scripture, let's just be real because you know, God, God put this story in there. He, he didn't hold anything back. And I think it was really because he wants to just let let us know that we're not alone in these struggles. We're not, we're not isolated. We're, we're not freaks because we have these type of things going on in our, in our lives, in our families, in our homes. And he wants us to know that there's other people who've lived this way too. And yet he's right there in the middle of it nonetheless. And so when, when God laid that on my heart, uh, just the whole, just thinking about what was going on in Jacob's life, uh, my very first thought was I, I need some help. And I wanted to go to my mentor. I wanted to go to you because you had been in the trenches for much longer than I had as far as family ministry was concerned. I'd been in ministry at that point for probably about 20 years. But with family ministry, that was that I was getting kind of my feet wet, if you will. And uh, I, I wanted to, to really kind of learn from you. And Mark, every, every time I would just, um, I would write a chapter and I would send it to you. And I I pretty much just tried to do the uh, the setting up, if you will, to, to to describe a certain situation, a certain portion of scripture uh, of Jacob's life, and and just really set it up theologically to just kind of get some nuts and bolts, try to put it into 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 a story form. But really, the whole idea was really to get past what I wrote, so that I could hand it off to you because every with every single chapter you have a, a section called let's get practical. And yep. to me, that that's really where I feel like every resource needs to go. We can talk uh, theory. We can talk uh, just, you know, psychology issues. We can, we can talk uh, abstract thoughts all day long, but until we get practical and until we really help people navigate how to, how to deal with these situations going on in our lives, we're, we're not doing them much good. So when, when you wrote these things as far as the, um, 
you know, breaking it down into let's get practical. You, you just, I, I think you just knocked it out of the park in every chapter. Well, you gave me such an easy platform to work with each time. And that's what I loved is you took us, you take us on a journey. And I remember each chapter being like, oh, wow, that was another, another layer, like you said, into a dysfunctional family, right? And into another <laughs> dysfunctional reality. It's almost like each chapter was another dysfunction that you could relate to, that anyone that's grown up in family and household that you could sit there and go, oh, yep, that's another one that we've yeah. had to deal with or I've had to face. And it was so, and so it was, you made it easy. So then for us to kind of look and not have to feel bad. Yeah. we have dysfunction in our homes that we're not perfect that um and to be able to address that and so we start taking this journey so let's in the time that we have left which we could spend all day talking about this yeah. let's talk about as you began this what were some of the things if i remember right there were three kind of the journey takes us there's one aspect of the journey that talks about homecoming yeah. and a whole focus on that walk us into what do you mean by that and how is that a dysfunction what is that what's the dysfunction that that's addressing sure yeah um the the chapter homecoming is about chapter four of the book and and really the the first three chapters is 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 setting up this homecoming that jacob is getting ready to uh encounter with his brother esau and as you know uh, there in scripture, Jacob leaves the promised land and, and, and heads, heads north, northeast out of the promised land, really to, to escape his brother. But years later, he comes back, comes back home. And the welcoming committee was his brother Esau and four other, 400 other people by Esau's side. And um, here comes Jacob with, with his whole entourage. He had a bunch of wives and kids and a bunch of possessions, and yet he knew he needed to come back. And, and the, the homecoming of those two people, when, when they met back together, just that scene, I just, I, I just, in my mind, just picture what a beautiful scene and what a beautiful picture of forgiveness that was, of just how it all just got pushed aside because there's really something, something much larger. And I just think families today, struggle with that word forgiveness. They, they struggle with the concept of it. They struggle um, with, with, with extending it to other people. They, and I think some people even struggle with receiving forgiveness. And, and that's really what you outline so well in Let's Get Practical. Uh, you, you, on page 47 of the book, you just start laying out what forgiveness principles, what they look like. And I, I just think if, if moms and dads and grandparents if they would just slow slow down, if they would just pull back and, and just, just realize that and no matter how bad it gets, that we are never more like Jesus than when we forgive. But it takes work. Wow. I mean, my goodness, is that not true right there? And yet it's the one thing that we have the hardest time doing. Yeah. Where they always say the first one to say they're sorry usually wins, you know, yeah. to be the one and and yet we continue a lot of times to want to hold on to grudges. Mm -hmm. We want to wait for them. Well, they're the ones that need to say they're sorry first. Well, they're the ones that, and you know, yeah, this, so that's a big part of dysfunction is that mm -hmm. whole conflict, which leads to, I mean, you started, so this idea of homecoming, which then leads us, we go a little deeper now, as you took this journey into actual conflict resolution or, or, and you even, talk about some of the conflicts that 
dysfunctional families have. Walk us into a couple of those, if you would. Yeah. Um, well, of course, Jacob knew his, um, he, he had his battles with conflict. He had it with his sons. He had it with his father-in-law. He had it with his wives. Uh, he had it with his brother, of course. I mean, every, just about every place that he turned, there was conflict. And, and, and God's word is just so clear when it comes to this idea of, of, of how to handle conflict. It's, it's inevitable. We're going to have conflict in our lives. We're going to have rubs. We're going to have disagreements. We're going to have uh, opinions and preferences galore. They're, they're going to be there. But at the same time, we don't need to let those conflicts master or really take over our families. And that's where I'm afraid so, so many families have, have just, that they've let conflict win. And uh, I, know, I know you were mentioning uh, just to me off the air that uh, you're looking at, to do some, uh, uh, some future podcasts on prodigals. Uh, th this is where, th this, is, this is the foundation, not dealing with conflict is the foundation, one of the foundations that lead into those prodigal situations. Um, and then yet again, in, in the book on page uh, 124, 25 and following, you, you actually take the word conflict and you make it into a very practical acronym. And, and I love it. You know, C stands for care. O stands for open, stay open. Uh, N stands for neutral, remain neutral or in, uh, it, remain neutral in, in the situation. Focus is F. Listen. Oh, that's to me, that's the key. <laughs> the L in conflict. Listen more than you speak. And I think uh, James even helps us to understand what that means. Uh, interpret, compliment, or, and correct. But then it takes time. And that's, you know, that, that to me is, is the missing ingredient. We, we just want to just get past things. We want to sweep it under a rug. We don't want to really deal with it turn our backs to it, hoping that it goes away. And honestly, that's the worst thing we could possibly do. Um, which, and, then leads, which then leads to, that's what I loved is, okay, so there is, and I loved your subtitle then, hope <laughs> for crazy messed up families. That's it. Which I think that's where this then is leading is that at the end of the day, we want all families, every family is dysfunctional. Yeah. And so, but so that let's just acknowledge that and since we are mm -hmm. but yet there is hope for no matter yes. what the dysfunction is that you mm -hmm. are facing so that's kind of where you go towards the very end of the book and and walk us into why that was so important to you and and what what is this hope that we have yeah uh and the hope is jesus and, and i i'm i'm so just just praising the lord just for how he just led to that title dysfunctional and so really what i want to help people see through uh, I, through this work, through this resource that um, uh, God allowed you and me to work on, is taking off the DYS out of dysfunctional and just know that there is hope and that we can be functional as a family. We don't have to be dysfunctional. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. None, none are, but we've got to strive. And, and just one of, the, uh, one of the verses that we focus in on in chapter 11, in chapter 11, the title is Hope is uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Uh, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. 
in all your ways submit to him and he it's his job he will make the path straight and so we've got to we got to rest in Jesus we got to let him we got to let him have the control we've got to do what he says we've got to be forgiving we've got to uh, resolve conflict we've got to be uh, intentional about our love for one another and that's where the hope that's where it comes in and Satan can't have a foothold because Jesus reigns in it. Amen. So now I'm going to ask you a question that we didn't talk about in advance. Right. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to get a little vulnerable here. Um, okay. What, what was the biggest dysfunction you had to battle through hmm. yourself? You're not a perfect family. You're not a perfect, none of us are. As you look back on life, we yeah. all look back yeah. and can say, okay, there was a, there was a, as I look back now, a dysfunction that we had mm -hmm. and a way that God got us through it or where I'm at now, what I learned from that dysfunction is this, is yeah. that I learned this once from a counselor that one of the best things you can do is say, I did it. I learned from it. Yeah. And now I've, and here's how I've changed as a result. That's right. And it was like, okay, what was a dysfunction mm -hmm. that you had in your household or maybe you had, and that, that you acknowledged that then you learned from, and that God has gotten you to the other side of that. Yeah. If you had to do it over again, you do it differently. Would you mind sharing that with our listeners? Cause I think it's good for them to know that as a, I know how real you are <laughs> and I know, I want them to know you the way I know you. And wow. so if you wouldn't mind, would you share that? I know you wouldn't mind that question cause that's just who you are. Not so. a bit, not a bit. And, and, and really the question is which, which one to pick. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, we could do a whole episode on that, yeah, right? Yeah, we could. Um, but honestly, the, the one that comes to mind the most um, was a situation with my mom and my sister. I have an older brother and an older sister. I'm the youngest of okay. the three of, our, of, of, my, of my siblings. And um, I don't know what happened. This probably happened over 15 years ago now, looking to seeing it just kind of take you back 15 years ago. And I don't know what happened between my mom and my sister, some harsh words, some misunderstanding, some conflict that didn't get resolved. I, I, I honestly, I, I never really understood. I didn't know. And so my sister, um, she just decided to just leave our family, basically. She, I could not get a hold of her. I, I thought I had a, a right phone number, but never, never could reach her. Uh, I would see her on Facebook, but she wouldn't respond to anything. And so there for the longest time, I thought, well, what did I do? And I was like racking my brain. And so I would occasionally just ask my mom, hey, have you heard from, have you heard from, uh, from Jan? And, um, and she would say, no, no, she's pretty much just cut, cut us all out of her life. I'd, I'd talk to my brother. He never, he would never, he, he never had any contact with her either. And just the longer it went, it's, this went on for five years, six, seven, eight, nine years. And all, especially when it got to about that eighth and ninth year mark, I just kept asking my mom, I said, what, what was it? What? And she couldn't even tell me, or maybe she just didn't want to. I never, I never, like I said, I never knew. Well, she was, she would come back with me, especially about that eighth year mark, because this lasted for 10 whole years. Wow. About that eighth year mark, she started coming back at me and saying, well, what should I do if she comes back? Should, should we let her back in the, in the family? I'm like, well, of course we do, Mom. She said, well, wh why do you say that? I said, well, just think about the, the, the story of the prodigal son. 
I said, and let's, let's, let's add another element to this. Let's really talk more about the prodigal dad. Yeah. Because that dad, he, he did it right. I said, and that's exactly how we need to handle it. We just need to keep our eyes focused on the horizon. And no matter what the reason for the leaving, no matter how long she stays gone, when she comes back, and I hope that it's, I hope that it's soon, what we do needs to mirror and be just like what that prodigal son's dad did. And that's put, put your arms around your daughter because I'm going to put my arms around my sister. Mm. Well, about, about 10 years goes, goes by and my mom got very sick. She was in her eighties and got pneumonia. And I really thought this was probably gonna be about, about the end. And I, I knew that I had an ace in the hole. I, I, I had the phone number of my, of my niece, my, my sister's daughter. And so I contacted her knowing that my mom may not, may not be around much longer. And I just said, hey, Jamie, I said, um, if you can get a hold of your mom, just tell her this information. Just, just, so I said, I don't expect her to come. I said, but just let her know, here's the situation. Mom's got pneumonia and it's not looking good. And the day, the next day, I got a phone call from my sister and she said, do you think I should come? I'm like, I would love for you to come to the hospital. I'll meet you there. She said, okay, I'll be there at two o'clock tomorrow. All right, I'll see you there. Well, I, I get on the phone and I call my brother. I said, you be there before two because guess, I said, because Jan's coming. <laughs> I said, but don't tell mom. Mm -hmm. My brother, my wife. I mean, my, 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 me and my wife, me and Sherry got there. My brother, his wife got there and we were standing there in the room and about a minute before two in walks my sister who I hadn't seen for 10 years. And she walks over to the bed. I, I'm getting goosebumps now. She walks over to the bed and says, mom, how are you? And my mom looks up and says, well, hey, Jan, I'm doing fine now that you're here. I still don't know what the conflict was about and I'm not asking, but I got my sister back. <laughs> Amen to that, brother. And you follow a biblical principle and you saw God work. Yeah. I let my mom and my sister talk about the conflict and if they needed some help, I was there, but apparently it all went fine because we got, she, I got my sister back, but my mom got her daughter back. Friends, I hope that you're, uh, thank you for, for listening. First of all, Mark, thanks for sharing that. This is where it gets real. I think that's probably all, ultimately what inspired you to write this book too, is man, mm -hmm. if we could just get families to be able to talk about their dysfunctions more yeah. openly and honestly, yeah. because you sit there and go, oh my, I remember when we had that same situation and it wasn't 10 years, ours was this, and then it was and the wisdom that we learn by listening to one another's dysfunctions and how, how they worked through their dysfunctions, how, and like decisions that they made. I love, I've never asked. I don't even need to know what it's about. I mean, <laughs> you can just sit there and go the wisdom that is there and the learnings that we can take away. We learn more from that than we do from when everything is easy and going smooth. And so those dysfunctions actually sharp, sharpen us for yeah. future experiences that we are going to have and That's learning right. through that. And so thank you for, for, 
following the Lord's lead, authoring this book. And like you said, you give me too much credit. I just played off of you and we had a lot of fun working together on it. And I just know it's a resource that is going to bless a lot of families. So again, the title is Home Sweet Dysfunctional <laughs> Home, which we want to get the DYS off, how to be a functional dysfunctional family, or, or I like your subtitle better, Hope for Crazy Messed Up Families. Right. How do people get the book, Mark, if they're interested again? Uh, it's on Amazon. Uh, there's there's a link to it. I'm sure you could probably put that in the show notes. Yeah, that that we will definitely do. So thank you, my brother, for your time. Yes, I sure, sure appreciate it. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We hope that this episode has, has been a good one for you. May the Lord continue to bless you. God bless everyone. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Here We Are, So Here We Go podcast with Pastor Mark Holman. For more information about this podcast, The Log Church, or Faith at Home Ministries, go to our webpage, herewego.fm. If you were blessed by today's episode and would like to financially support this podcast, please click on the support button at herewego.fm. <music>